I'm Shannon Joyce. And I'm Barry Smith. Welcome to season one of our brand new podcast, Big, Big C and Baz. Baz. We will be chatting to you every week about the ups and downs of life and the obstacles that can get in the way. We want to show you how we use humour and laughter in our everyday lives to get through. We hope to have some special guests joining us along the way, so sit back, relax and, and enjoy, enjoy the, the crack. crack. This week we're joined by my lovely Mammy Marie. We have some questions from her Insta fans that she's going to answer and we're also going to just be sitting back having some chats and hopefully a few lols along the way. Enjoy! Hello Mammy! Hello Shannon and Barry! Hello Marie! Thanks for having me! We're delighted to have you. Of course we are. Oh, I'm thrilled. You sound this. Are you nervous? So nervous. Okay. Pass me a bucket. (laughs) It's literally a conversation, right? I like honestly, the three of us are just now. I do have some questions that I put up a box on Instagram during the week. Remember when you kept going, any more questions coming in about me? Any more questions coming in? Perfect. I have a couple of questions, so I will. Kind of just chat through, like I'll ask you a question or two, and then we'll just talk about things. No bother. Can't wait. Shoot away. Honestly, I, but ma'am, honestly <coughs> now, right? Just answer and you'll be fine. Okay. So the first question that kept coming in was, what was Shannon like as a child? Now, I know you're going to say angelic. She was um, mischief. She was, she was a good little girl, really. She was never really kind of any much bother but she would do things like you know like she she hid on my mum and myself one summer and we were looking for her for about two hours we couldn't find her nowhere where was that again down in Nan's down in Nan's garden I actually said ma'am someone's after kidnapping the child she's gone can't find her my mother had a big duvet quilt out the front on two chairs oh, drying drying and we were shouting and we were Shannon where are you and there was no sign of Shannon the next minute after about the hour was up and she popped her head out from underneath the quilt like and she knew we were looking for her. Yeah, I was and she, gonna run away from the duvet. Yeah, and you wouldn't even answer us like maybe I was having a nap. Is that where Shannon fell in love with quilts? Yeah. Staying in bed and being underneath blankets. Okay, right. <laughs> well, Shannon's having a conversation now and you're starting to jump in every so often. Oh well Shannon was never one for being in bed, really and truly like what happened? She just <laughs> I never was. I couldn't. I'd get Shannon bored. Shannon could never rest. She was a very restless child, but a very good girl growing up. And Remember you always used to hate if I ever came into your bed because like, I'd kick you all night. Oh, yeah, I couldn't. My mother would be the same, but my mother would stick her in the bed like and leave her there. But you Shannon, got a fold-up bed and put it down next to your bed. Yeah, because she used to kick the ribs, legs, every part of me. <laughs> and then Noel slept on that fold-up bed when he was about 17. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Noel is my brother because everybody's like... Do you have a brother? Yeah, like, do I do have another child. My yeah. mom does have another child. Her, her golden boy, her blue-eyed boy. Ask her who the favourite child is. No, and there's no favouritism. You're both equal to me. Yeah, right, ma'am. Uh, yes, yeah. you are, Shannon. So my brother, Noel, he's 21, but he's just really quiet. He's 22, Shannon. You always get his age wrong. Is he? Yes, oh, yeah. he's 22. I forget what month it is. Um, and that, that will lead us on to the next question. Are me and Noel similar or different? Oh, you're totally different. Very, no, very different. Really Noel nice would be like, Noel would be, Shannon would bite my head off in a minute. Like, she's, you know, she's the mammy and I'm the child. 
Sorry now, but that's just the way it works. I don't feel like I'm her mother. At times yeah, I feel man, like I'm really she's my mother. Okay, man, but I'm sensible and sometimes you're what not. What are you trying to say? You're that not, I'm not, you're not a control sensible. freak, isn't you're it? You're not a control freak. It's, I just feel like you have a remote control in your hand 24-7, controlling me whenever you're around me. Oh, my God. And you tell me okay, what to do. I'll pass it. Sorry, thanks for listening for the three minutes. I'm storming out in mood. Um, okay, that's actually perfect because the next question is, <laughs> would you see yourself in Shannon? Oh, 100% were Yeah, so you were a control freak too. No, but I never controlled you because I wasn't allowed because you would have let me. You were always bossy. Yeah, ma'am, independent. Yeah, yeah, but like you were just, I don't know, you were just so headstrong. Like in, if you came in and gave out to me, like if I saw you coming in the door and I knew you were bullying for me, like I would, <laughs> my heart would be bumping out of my chest. I was more afraid of you than my own like mother. Like, because you were just, I suppose... You were really looking out for me, really, in a way, and trying to advise me and lead me down the right path. And if I was doing something, you'd say, ma'am, like, whereas no, like, is so laid back, he would never... He wouldn't even notice if there was anything going on. No. But I just think that's because, like... Like, I could be down at home, stiff in the corner of the chair, like, and know to walk past, and he wouldn't even know, like, <laughs> he, he doesn't even come in to check for my pulse. Whereas, do you yeah, know... Yeah, no one's very laid back. But I think that was a lot, like, growing up, obviously, like, you reared the two of us on your own you were a single parent and I think that I just I don't know I felt as the oldest maybe that I had to like help and protect you and like you can't say I'm wrong here but like you have babied Noel so like I know he goes out and he works out and he's brilliant he's a great worker yeah but every mammy does that like my mother does that to but me that's like, insane that's but that, a... there was only like me and my mum and Noel at home so like I'd always feel like I'd have to like mind them because you, you know that my mum is like she could have 20 euros in her purse for to last of the week and she'd go in and see something inside Tesco and she'd be like rushing I would love that I'm going to spend 19 euros on it are you yeah, actually giving out about this. your mother shopping but like I often did that when you were going when we were home the three of us when you were young like and like if you'd come in and you'd say oh, I'd love a takeaway like and I'd have the price of maybe a packet of fags and I'd actually spend that just these buy. are the important things in my mum's life now right. lads fags yeah but I'd actually you place food over fags I'd actually give them their takeaway and give up my packet of fags for my two So children. she would actually give us dinner before buying a pack of fags. Somebody get this woman an award. <laughs> and I and any new DVD that came out, I was straight in text for that your man that used to come around to the estate with the yeah, DVDs. He got everything. I gave it to you. No, we did. And that's the thing. Like, we actually never wanted for anything growing up. And my proudest moment of everything when you were growing up would be Christmas Eve, it would be my proudest moment. Seeing everything that you've done. Yeah, I would have everything. I'd get, get you to bed, batch you, give you a selection box each. You'd be hours going to sleep. <laughs> I'd go up and I'd say, if you don't go to sleep, I'm going to crown you. Santa won't come. Um, Most parents just say, Santa won't come if you don't go to sleep, but we got threatened <laughs> to be crowned. And you'd eventually fall off to sleep. You were just so cute. Like, just, you know, and I'd come downstairs and I'd be on my own Christmas. I used to go to bed at four or five in the morning. And I'd be looking in the sit room and I'd have all Shannon's stuff at one side and no stuff at the other. No one got more anything. Except no one might have got one. No, he always, if there no were seven did. things for Shannon, there were seven things for Noel. And that was it. That's how it worked. But I did give you a lot. Like No, you, you know? did. And we were absolutely, like, we were spoiled and we never wanted for anything. But like, that's what I think now as Joe's a parent and like me and you were together. And, you know, like things like Christmas Eve now and like, before, the night before Roisin's birthday and setting all that stuff out like it's exciting for you and sometimes it breaks my heart for you then that like you had to do all that on I your did own. that on my own like but 
then when you, when I'd have it all done, I'd stand in the sitting room and I actually would start roaring and crying because I'd be thinking, I did this. To, yeah. And me only. I did this on my own for my two children. And just, sorry, a disclaimer, just me and Noel have have brilliant dads that we used to go in <laughs> to their houses then, like after Christmas morning. Oh yeah, you went in there. And we'd have our presents there just because people would be like, Jesus, if they had any fathers, the two of them. I know, but it was just kind of, I felt it was harder for me because I was out on there own, on yeah. my own and with I, the two of I you. get that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, especially since becoming a parent, I've seen like the struggles that I've had as a parent. Like if I didn't have Barry by my side, I really would have struggled. And then like Joy just sometimes think that like. Sometimes I would have loved if someone was there with me on yeah. a Christmas Eve. Even like doing the decorations yeah. and stuff. We spoke about that last week and we love like having our drink here Christmas Eve, putting our music on and like getting the decorations done. Like I remember you just doing that all on your own all the time. But I like doing that on my own anyway. Yeah, I don't are, like kind of touch anyone touching my Christmas decorations. Sorry. Yeah, my, but mom, my mom's a bit OCD. Because yeah. I um, have to have everything in its place. Yeah, and certainly. If someone put it wrong, and if Shannon was to help me put up a decoration, she more likely would break it because she's very clumsy. Also, so, I just want to get this in. Uh, Marie wraps her furniture at Christmas. In Christmas, in Christmas wrapping, wrapping paper. paper. Barry, uh, you didn't have to kind of tell people that, <laughs> but yeah, I actually wrap up my cabinet. Yeah, it's because, like a winter wonderland out there. Yeah, I just love wrapping up my furniture. Yeah, in wrapping paper, like honest to God. Um, you can call and see it, lads, this year if you like. Anyone that stop. wants to call and see my... Wrapped up furniture. Try to find her at the yeah. door for uh, yeah. Winter Wonderland. Um, what's your funniest memory of me as a child or as a teenager or whatever? What's your funniest memory of me? Well, you broke... Um, my mother gave me this big dog, ornament dog, and Shannon broke the leg off the dog, but never told me. So she tried to glue the leg back on as best as she could. But you see, she brought it out into the kitchen on top of my kitchen table, not realising... The glue was dripping down. She glued the leg back on, not a bother. I came home, missed the dog out of the sitting room, knew, walked out into the kitchen. And I literally went out to the kitchen and I said, why is the dog up on my kitchen table? And I went to pick the dog up and I couldn't get him off the table. She was after gluing the, the dog to the table as well as breaking his leg. And when she realised I discovered it, she scampered. I, yeah, she was I gone. She probably was gone with Kayla or somewhere because... Running. Yeah, because Kayla, like... Oh, the Kayla's memories. It's Kayla's birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, Kayla. Yeah, I love birthday, you so Kayla. much. Happy birthday, Kayla. Because um, she was one of her, I swear to God, I've never met a friend so good to Shannon. She was just one in a million. I used to love to see Kayla coming. Like, you used to love to see Kayla coming because she's a clean freak like you. So Kayla would come up into my room and she'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't hang around with you now today unless we clean this room. And like, even if we ever called into my dad's, like, because I didn't have to go with my dad's, she'd go up and clean it like yeah it'd be the same they used to love to see her coming in the door because she always had people clean up after yeah but then there was one day I asked, <laughs> well, you this are... is all i have <laughs> no, but... is little jokes you're getting into you know your what? You, yeah you could do your jokes though. but then there was one day i asked the two to paint shannon's bedroom which was a very big mistake because it was a very very dark purple i was breaking out in a sweat there was more paint on the floor oh, yeah. the tomb were up painting this purple wall i swear to we, god how, we were only probably like 13 or 14 i'd say yeah but michaela like literally sometimes would just call out just to clean shannon's yeah room. she was she would just get it into her head i'm calling out shannon's to clean her and room kayla thinks that i miss her in america now because just i was hanging out with her but i just miss having someone to dress my bed and clean my room so Try that yeah you do in your world. I do that for you. Yeah. do not do that now at all. Don't Very good. That now. Okay, so moving on from, from me anyway, you know, because I don't really like to talk about myself. Are you sure myself. now? I don't. Are you sure you want to move on? 
I'll keep myself included in it. Um, okay, so the next few questions that were coming in, I just wrote all the questions down in like different categories and we'll chat about that. Yeah. And I actually do want to say as well, it could be a bit echoey. I don't know, is the noise, like are you picking mom up because she's away from us <laughs> with the measuring tape out? Um, okay, the next category was Shannon coming home telling you she was pregnant. Do you, re- do you remember? I actually do remember... Um... Herself and Barry came in the gate and the two of them came in sitting down and the two seater. But we weren't together long, so like, how many times did you meet Barry? Like maybe... I'd met him... Five or six times? Oh, not even five or six, about four. About four times. <laughs> so, so Barry was always out working. And when Barry would be at work and you'd pop out to me and or you'd be inside meant to be cleaning Barry's place, which we were just entertaining every, myself and Vicky making lunch for us <laughs> making lunch while poor Barry was out breaking I his know, back. Yeah. I know, I used to love it. In my house a week, inviting people over for tea Yeah, and I coffee. was so proud of her humble abode. My yeah. Humble abode. yeah. <laughs> and the day that he actually both came in, <clears throat> I actually did think, I knew there was something you were coming in to tell me. I always know when somebody's coming to tell me something. Like, for instance, if my sister Mag rings me, I know she's ringing to tell me that someone has died. Because she always texts. Yeah, because yeah. she actually doesn't ring me for anything else, only just to tell me that someone has passed away. And when so I saw... Don't the, phone calls from Mag. <laughs> and when I saw Shannon and Barry coming in, I knew there was something, but genuinely, deep down inside, I did actually think she was coming in to tell me that that sea thing was back again. And my heart was beating out through my chest. And I said, come on, tell me what's wrong. And... Next to me, she looked at me, she goes, I'm pregnant. And I remember Shannon crying and Barry's just sitting there looking at me, like waiting for my reaction. And I started to bawl and cry. And Shannon said, are you going to kill me? And I was there, no. I said, it's the best news ever. I said, I thought you were actually coming in to tell me that that sea thing was back. So because I said. this would have been 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 2016. Nearly three years into <clears throat> remission. Yeah. So I had, I've been clear since 2014 and then. I got pregnant in 2016, yeah. So, I, yeah, so I can see why you think that I was going That's back. why I thought you but were I remember going... you, like, crying and saying, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be okay? What about college? And what are you going to do? Are you going to be all right? Are and you were just like, I'll yeah, just start. But I was just yeah. more worried about, like, I just wanted your pregnancy to go smoothly yeah. and carry Roisin, as you did, to your full nine months. But, my Lord, you were so moody. I'm okay, that wasn't a question. I know, but, like... I never... Also, I've never remember, met a pregnant woman that was so hard. I, I actually don't know how you put up with her for the nine months. I'm so glad she was with you for the nine months because... Kind of carried on, though. She, she yeah. Stopped. What were you just going to say there? Two weeks before we told your mum, we actually told her missing that you were pregnant. Yeah. We remember out so, at the kitchen. Yeah. We were like, oh, we're having a baby. And you were like, uh-huh, I'd break your two legs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then like we actually found <laughs> out about it a week later. Too that I was pregnant I was like oh my god my mum's actually going to murder us and then I have another lovely memory when you came out a couple of weeks into your pregnancy and when you found out the sex of the baby I never remember she was jumping around I will never forget oh yeah I remember that kind of oh I jumped all over the estate when no it didn't matter whether it was boy or girl but as long as it was healthy but when you said the girl I yeah like were you but did you secretly want it to be a girl or did you want it to be a boy? I didn't mind either way. I was just thinking because you were so big and there's twins on your side on and my side. Twins on my dad's side. Yeah, and I was saying it's after skipping all of us. So 
knowing Shannon the way you are, I, I said to myself, she's going to have twins. She That's what I was thinking. Like, well, do you know what? We do have one embryo, and can they can the they embryo can split? Can split right? Yeah, yeah, of course it can, and you can use that whenever you're ready to use it. Like, but at the moment we have. We have Rosheen and Charlie, yes, yes. and we have little Rosheen and Charlie. And do you love being a grandmother? Absolutely. It's just there's no words can describe it. It just Rosheen will pull up in the car like, and your heart just bursts. And anything that your feet, if, like if I'm having a bad day and Rosheen pops out to me, all that goes out the window. I forget what I'm even having the bad day about. Mm. Unless Rosheen's having a bad day. Oh, and then we <laughs> and I have my, I, I, I love her. I'll help her along, like if she's having a bad day. But no, she really and truly, she just, she lifts me. She, my heart just bursts when I see her. She's just. I remember you saying to me, um, I actually love her more than I ever loved you and Noah. <laughs> but it's just like a totally different feeling to being an actual mother. Being a mother is amazing. I mm. even remember the morning I had you, Shannon. I. The nurses came down and, oh, we'll take her down. I said, no, you won't. You leave her there alongside of me. And I was just lying in the bed, staring into the cot up in the air and be like thinking, she's actually mine. I was a cat or she was a... Yeah, and I would never leave the nurses take her, take you for a couple of hours or mind you, I had you all the time How with me. How long were you in hospital for? I was in hospital for five days with you. Were you? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, five days. Why? Because... Back then, like 25 years ago, it would be totally different. Like, it was the year I went in and I was kept for the five days. Like Oh, my God. And then to think that, like, when Roisin was one day hours. old, I was And old. the memory I have of the morning you were born, like, your granddad, George, was down mm. in the... He was reading... I'm sure it was either your dad was reading the newspaper upside down or it was George. <laughs> it was one of them anyway. No, because I'm sure my dad was in the corner shop watching the Celtic match. Remember yeah. he tells that? that he told I think it was your grandfather that was reading the news because Meg was there as well. And because obviously my sister came in with me while I was having you and she saw you being born yeah, and everything. The, the men coming in is like, was not Oh my, no, my mother wasn't having a bar of us. No, no, no. Your sister will go in with you. Because it was a man like in... Yeah, it yeah. wasn't kind of... My mother was kind of old, fa- really old. She's still old-fashioned today. It wasn't like the done thing. Oh, no. But even like, obviously, because you and my dad weren't married or whatever, but you know, even couples that were married back then going in for kids, like... The, yeah, the man wouldn't really go in, no. The man wouldn't I don't think my dad went in for any of us being born. Really? No. Even though they were married? I don't think so. I don't know, I could be totally right. I know, yeah. Oh, no, I think he did, actually. Because I remember he was telling me that when... Well, my nan told me that when I was born... He came out of the delivery room and he was like, Man, it's a boy. <laughs> well, he had got three, three girls yeah. and then he, all he was doing was waiting. Well, my boys. poor sister was midwife to me. We said both times because she came in with me on Noel as well. Like, and she actually cut Noel's card. Like, but when I was in having Shannon, like, she was fanning herself. And she said to me at one stage, She goes, It's so different. She goes, <clears throat> she, Obviously, she, she was after having you. Sammy and Vicky by then. And she was saying, Oh my God, this is so different then being up there having it yourself and you're looking at somebody else having a baby. And I remember one stage turning to the wall and I was there, Meg, will you turn around and look? She's coming, she's coming. And next minute Shannon was born. And But before that, she was running out the door getting my inhaler because she thought I was going to have an asthma attack. And <laughs> then they were saying, they were giving me the epidural and I'm terrified of needles. And I said, no, you're not sticking no epidural into me. I would, epidural, no? All I had was gas and air on both feet. Jeez, you're so old. I'd had no pain relief, no nothing. Do you remember the day um, we were talking, remember about you were going in to give birth? 
and you were like, who's going to go into the delivery room with that? And I was like, me, obviously. And your face just Because I wanted to go with you. you were like, really? Yeah, man, fully thought that she yeah, was yeah, going yeah. to come in with me. Like, yeah, but yeah. that's another funny story because the day that your waters broke, I was actually with you. You dropped me to little for something. And I dropped And, and then I kept saying, I'm on a really bad yeah. pain in my belly. And you were saying, I really need to go to the toilet. And I go, sure, you're dropping me out home there now. Use my toilet. And I was like, no, I just No, 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 no. I'll go up home. But I didn't know she was after tracking over to Blackwater Heights and her waters burst. Poor Barry's up in the middle of the don't know where Blackwater yeah, Heights is. So Meg, her sister's house. My, my sister's house. And I went home, like, not knowing anything. I remember saying to you, I've paid my belly. I, I, I have to go to the toilet. Yeah. And I need to go home. Yeah. And I didn't know no more. And I remember that evening, Noel needed a game and I could only get it up in Cork because Tesco's had stopped doing the games for the PlayStation. Mm. And I did see Barry drive past in your old little black car. Mm. And I was standing at the bus stop at 10 past six. But little did I know that Barry was after being to Dyle's to get Shannon a meat cake and a potato cake before <laughs> she I went home. Oh, we were waiting. Yeah. Well, they were waiting to go up. I was famished. I yeah. needed to eat. And I couldn't believe I was actually up in Cork that evening alone. And, and I we didn't were know. in the hospital. And she's over in the COH. I'm shopping for a game. Came home. And I think it was my sister rang Shannon and said, I think you kind of have to tell your man that you're, you know, you're up in yeah, hospital. I didn't actually, we didn't tell anyone to like the next day that I was. Yeah, because we didn't know what was actually We didn't happening. know what was happening. Because, well, yeah. yeah, so that's what happened. I know we probably spoke about the labour part before, but just quickly when, so like this is a Thursday night and when I was over at my cousin's, like I went to the toilet and stuff, but like, I, I didn't know had I wet myself or was it like, was it waters? But anyway, it turned out to be waters and the, I rang the COMH and they told me to come straight up because if it was waters and they were slow leaking that there wouldn't be no any fluid around the baby yeah. so you'd have to come up and blah blah blah. So we came up and it turned out that my waters were going but it was like it was slow so I was in slow labour so we remember said. Remember the we thought you were going to be sent home remember the nurse came and she goes yeah you're in slow labour yeah. and who was like we, oh my we were, god. We were waiting for them to be like oh no you're actually just after wetting yourself you're fine because yeah. like you know they collect samples or whatever anyway and we came in they were like yeah so I because I was like we're definitely going home because I was two weeks early like yeah. I was like we're definitely going home anyway or whatever and we're kind of packing up to go she came in she's like yeah so we're going to get you a bed you're in school labor I was like I'm going to get sick yeah. I was like then I was actually like I want my mom and dad <laughs> get me out of here but then but, I do remember the evening that you had her I was sitting at home still not knowing like and my sister was after saying to you you're going to have to tell your mom like Oh, she's yeah, going sorry, to miss you off what, the Christmas table like Christmas day so that's where I was going with it sorry so then We'd say it was the Thursday night. And when I knew I was being admitted, I didn't get admitted till like 11 o'clock. So I, I was like, right, we'll tell people the next morning. So we told, we rang my ma No, we rang you our actually ma'am. didn't tell me no, till I you had her in your arms. I didn't know. Remember, Mag and Vicky came down to the door. Oh, that morning. yeah. They always come with news. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. So the Friday morning, we rang your parents, rang my dad, Mary. And then I couldn't ring you because I knew you'd be up to 90. So I was like, someone has to go out and like. I'd probably run up the road to car. <laughs> so Mag and Vicky went out and knocked on your door. And I got Vicky to record it and send it to me. And I don't know where the video is actually. I'd love to find it because they knocked on the door. and I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I, no, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Actually, because when Meg and Vicky come to the door it's as well, normal. it's always something. It's even worse than a phone call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like so. Vicky, not they knocked, and then they, I, I don't even remember the gist of it, but basically they were like, "Oh, Shannon's up in CYMH," and you were like, "I knew it! I knew it! I had a feeling!" And they stopped recording then, but they stayed with you then for a while because I, you couldn't be on your own. No, I and was then I had her that night at like at half eight, but 
I remember sitting down in the sitting room. Yeah, tell us, tell me about the day of the labour. Actually, like were you just I sitting d- waiting all I day? I was sitting waiting all day long, and I was texting. Then you weren't texting back, and I was saying she must be in the height of labour now. She's not texting back, and I remember sitting down. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and then you actually rang me. I'd say she was only about five five minutes born, and I see her name come up. I was so happy. I saw her name, and I was saying. Oh, she's telling me now she's still in labour or whatever. And next to you come on the phone and I'll never Did forget your words. You turned around and he goes, ma'am, guess what I have in my arms? <laughs> and I just, my heart just went boom. Down you didn't know her the, name, did you? No, you, you never took, said you didn't tell anybody. He kept yeah, the name a secret. He actually didn't tell nobody. And I celebrated that night with a curry cheese chip from Dyke. <laughs> That's what I actually celebrated with. I celebrated with a curry cheese chip and I'll always remember it. And the following morning, me and Noel were so excited because your dad was bringing us up to see. And I remember the first time holding her. And still, she's three years of age today. And I still actually have to pinch myself and say, she's your granddaughter, you're a nanny. But she's just such a funny child, isn't she? She has so much. She's, She's just like... You'd sit down now and you'd have a full-blown conversation yeah, with her. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, so mental, funny. like, do you know? I just can't believe she's been here, like, nearly four years this year. Do you know, I feel like it was only yesterday that I was pregnant. Like, I just feel like the last four mm. years have, like... But I think it's not until you look back at pictures and see her as a baby. Yeah. You forget about that. I remember the, the first night when you brought her home, like, the day... There was, like, 18 people. You came up. I came up, lit the fire, the fire and I had And had the heating on, on and we were sweating. And destroyed her candle thing on my lantern. Oh, yeah. I destroyed her lantern. I bought this beautiful, like, white lantern with a red pillar candle in it for oh. Christmas. I was going to put it by the front door. Like, for show, like, it wasn't to be lit. Shaman lit the candle inside the thing. The wax melted all over the glass and the lantern. Excuse me. So it was absolutely destroyed. And it's very hormonal, so I probably could have killed her, uh, but I didn't. No, you actually didn't. I, cause I don't. You had balloons and banners, and you had the place decorated, and your family were here, and my family were here. <clears throat> yeah, and my mother came up. and Nanny, yeah. Did Nanny come up that night? Oh, yeah. She came straight up to see her, because, <clears throat> well, after all, you did put Norma's name into it. Yeah, my nan is Norma, and Roisin is Roisin me. I would have called her Norma if I could get away with it, to be honest. Because when Shannon lived at home, and she down in Nora Mays, like she was absolutely spoiled. Yeah, but I was treated down there the way you now treat Roisin. Yeah, but you see, the difference is when I lived at home for three years with you, there was three boys there. So you had three uncles looking out for you <laughs> that wouldn't let me do anything. If I even looked at you crooked, they would like be, leave her alone. She's okay. And then when I was, when, obviously it was, when I was born, we'd say when I came home from the hospital, me and my mum, like, lived with my nan. And was it three boys at home? Three boys at home. Three Billy was home. married and Meg was married. And the three of you were left. And there was four. Dan, Dennis and Dave. David and left you. at home. But after two years, mum eventually plucked up the courage to be, to move out. And No, because I lived... Then I fell pregnant at the age of 23 with, with Noel. Noel. And I was still living at home with Shannon. And um, my mum was so good, like, when I went in to have Noel, but I wasn't kept as long. With Noel? With Noel. I was left out the day after having Noel. And I came home with Noel, and there was three boys, and there was Shannon, and there was a baby. And here we go again with bottles and night feeds. And then I thought, after four weeks, do you know what? I'm going to have to move out. I w- Like, my mum 
didn't want me to go. She wanted me to stay, like, but I said... With the two of us? Yeah, with both of you. And I'm thinking, it's never going to work, like, do you know, there's two it's young children. Because a three-bedroom house as well. Yeah, it's and I was in a box like, room with, like, the two of us and, with the two of you. But yeah. then when Noel came along, my man took you into her room, obviously. She always took you <laughs> off me. Sometimes I wondered, did Normie actually give birth to Shannon? Um, then after four weeks, yeah, Noel was a month old, and I decided, yeah, I'm getting a flat. I'm I'm leaving, oh, and I did. So my mother then said, "Would you please leave Shannon here with me while you're settling?" And you know, now it's kind of hard. Like you know, she, you know, leave her here with me for a week. And I said, "Ma'am, you can have her for one week, but then when I'm settled in, I'm going to have to come back and get her." And she said, "Okay, no problem." And the week no, came. The week came, and no, I wasn't getting Shannon back, so I left her keeper for two weeks. So <laughs> then I said, "Right, that's it, ma'am. She's got to come with me. She's mine." And my mother was absolutely devastated because one evening Ken Shan's dad called up to my mother's. I don't know. He came up to collect something that I'd left behind, belonged to Shannon. Or did he not come to collect me? Maybe no. Or could oh, have no, been sorry. collected yeah. too. And no, because walked... I was with you. He he just went up to Nance for something. Yeah, and he walked up to the top of the stairs and he found my mother literally inside in her hot press, down on her knees, with Shannon's gully, roaring, crying, and couldn't believe that I took Shannon, like, <laughs> that I actually took my own child back. And wasn't and my dad, like, nor me. She's your, her mother, like. Yeah, she but your dad did feel it far because he knew... He knew that my mother... Well, like, just... I lived with Nan for... Well, like, obviously, you were there as well and the boys, but, like... So I was with Nan for the first two, three years. Like, like when I was pregnant, I know, like, my mother would get up in the mornings and she'd give you her breakfast. Yeah. And next minute she'd say, you pat her on and I'll take her for a walk. She always had her out walking and mm. down to Green Park and buying her cones. She she just did everything for her. Like, she was very, very, very good to you, like, do you know? What do you think me and Barry are like as parents? Yourself and Barry are absolutely amazing as parents. Absolutely no bother to you at all. I did worry. I won't lie. I yeah. did worry. We weren't together very long. You weren't together very long. It, like, I was thrilled that I was going to be a grandmother. And then, you know, she, I, was, I used to be sitting down all night. I always knew you were going to get it right. Like, But as a mother myself, I knew it was your first time around, obviously, being parents. But you just took to it. Like, I just couldn't believe how you just, you were brilliant. Like, you were very up doing the night beats. Even Shannon have her little snooze and every night. Every, when he shared this, <coughs> not all Marie, it was, it was every night. <laughs> but like I could just tell by the two of you, like you were just totally obsessed with Roisin, obsessed with her. Like that's the thing we are actually just obsessed mm. with her. Like I remember when Roisin was about two or three days old, all I wanted to do was put her in some buggy, take her for a walk. But I knew it was never going to happen because you weren't going to give her like, yeah. and that's totally understandable. Like because even now when I would be like texting like. She'd be like, Barry, let me have a first sleepover. <laughs> like before COVID, obviously, she'd like to sleep, Barry, let me have a first sleepover. Or how can I have it? Because obviously, when like we were working, when everything was normal, obviously, I got sick last July. My mom and Barry's mom, Sheila, were sharing kind of routine for the week. And um, they do like three days and two days, and like, no, whatever, and they like share her yeah. during the week. And then we always felt like she had to sleep with the sleepovers at the weekend because they have one week. But mom would be like, Will you please ask Barry can she sleep on Friday night? Or because her mom would take her on Friday. Yeah. And she'd be like, 
like she was just dropping down to me at six o'clock and I was like, man, he's never gonna let that happen. Like he's not having seen her all day and she had her drop straight to at six o'clock. I was like, it's never gonna happen. So you're probably way more overprotective in that way. Well I don't think I'm overprotective. I think like from your man's time, I think like what a dad's involvement back then and a dad's involvement now was totally different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think dads now are a lot more hands on. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Men, like, wouldn't even my dad wouldn't have been like. If my dad also said, he's like, I never sh- changed your shitty arse. You yeah, know, like, that's just the way it was. But I think nowadays, like, men are way more. I don't think involved, all men are, if I'm being honest. Like, and I, this is just by going from, like, you know, maybe speaking to other people or, like, you know, even through Instagram, like, like other mothers would, like, send me messages and stuff. And be like, just go into that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, and even like before she goes to the toilet now, she'd be like, Dad, I'm mm-hmm. finished, or whoever's here, she doesn't mind. Whereas, like, you know, yeah, back, yeah, I just think it's made the times have changed. I don't know. Yeah. I just love being a dad. Yeah, I love being a dad. Even if she does sleep over and I know it's married, she misses me going, Yeah, the house is so. <laughs> Like he missed her, like, and the only literally 24 hours she lay out the road. Yeah, like, so like, we'd be here if we ever were like, we're going, don't you know, we were going for dinner on a Saturday night, she was staying out with you, like, mm-hmm. and we'd finish our meal. And if we weren't going out, we'd just come back up home, like, if you know, it's like, he's like, she thinks, well, she is annoying. He'd want to come out and text her, like, yeah, but like, he wouldn't get her, like, you know. Remember Because. Oh, I get her. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. You could find my head no, I'll just be in the car. I remember the first time you went out <clears throat> after Roisin was born. Yeah, and your mum was like, who's going to mind Roisin? And I was like, I am. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's just totally different because like back in the day, like a man wouldn't have been I don't know, well, staying in a staying weekend, in, But like I... a man wouldn't be like, we're not minding them kids. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, I know. Because I, I, I was talking to somebody oh, like, it was very <clears> recently and I was like, it was like a couple of months ago, and they were saying, "Yeah, should I even still send the babies it?" I was like, "Babies it who?" Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, "Your own kids, he babysits." I was like, "No, no, you babysit other people's yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. You're just at home with your own kids." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, my mother started even back. Like, I honestly don't remember my dad because I'd asked my dad five years of age through cancer, mm-hmm. and he was only thirty-six. But my mother would often tell stories like, you know. Oh, Noli Joyce never knew what it was to change Latin or she, he'd hop up in his hand at 50 and he'd go off and have his game of cards with his buddies, like, and she was at home with six kids, mm-hmm. like, it, well, found, it was, it was, my dad made nothing, there was no badness in her Yeah, it just a done thing, wasn't it? It was just back then, like, yeah. they just didn't, dads didn't stay at home to mm-hmm. change nappies and feed babies and that. But it was very, place. like, you had, the man's role was to work and provide, and then the woman's role was to was look after the house. And yeah, yeah but a couple of them were there a few weeks back when I saw Danny walking up at um, the most restaurant or so, me and Roisin joined for a walk. Remember, mm-hmm. like, when we went down the restaurant? We were walking, we were walking over it and I said to Nan, are you alright now because Rasheen was kind of like running and I was running after her and you know Nan was probably walking a bit faster than she already would. I was like, you're okay or whatever. She said, she could have came with me at home. Like, I was like, oh, and she told me that I was having a banger. And I was like, well, no, Nan, she, I was like, she wasn't, I'm, I'm six of them. And yeah. if we went out for a walk, they'd stand next to me and they'd be lined up like the ducklings. Oh, she would like, if but my she mother. Told me that, um, she was saying, oh, so I'll never forget she said one Sunday out of the year that nobody came with me for a walk. And she said, I was out here pregnant, like she was terribly pregnant. She said, I'd worry the side and I was pushing oh, yeah. the stroller. Yeah. And he turns and says to me, 
and it was so funny. We would gone out. I remember going out the road down by St. Corn as well, and there was a big hill, and poor Mag was so chubby. <laughs> chubby and David and Billy used to say, run, keep running, and, and you lose loads of weight. And she'd run, God love her, up the road, and then she'd turn and she'd run back. We'd be half my back the road, and she'd be exhausted. She'd be running back, then she'd say, how much did I lose? And Billy'd say, oh, you lost loads, go again. <laughs> and she'd be running up the road. She'd be exhausted. No, she won't. She'd probably, she's odd, like, she'd probably, <laughs> she'd be great. She'd be great. She'd laugh it You should think it'd be nice on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday yeah. Sunday's are great. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's funny. Um, okay. There were some cancer questions came in. I know that you don't really like talking about it, so you get a bit weird. But are you okay if we ask you some questions? Yeah. yeah but you don't, if you don't want to answer them, like, you don't have to. I'll answer them, but I won't kind of probably go into detail. Like, okay. I will answer. Okay. So I thought this one was really good because um, I've never asked you this. So obviously I got diagnosed with cancer twice. So as a mother, you've heard that I have gotten cancer twice. But the first time you were just my mother and then the second time you were a grandmother. Mm-hmm. Was it like different experiences? Like were you more worried the second time because like you were worried about Roisin as well and Barry or were, like, were you more worried about the first time because I was so, like I was younger and I couldn't do things myself. You know, like... Like, the first time, well, obviously, I was with you the day you got diagnosed the first time. We were after having a little bite, <laughs> but I didn't know the doctors were coming in to tell me the news that they were going to tell him us, like, and I always remember sitting over the chair, reading the magazine, and okay, chatting. Tell this, just tell the story from the start, because it's, it's funny. Oh, the porter came up to take her down to have her legs scanned, and... I didn't want to go because they had taken me. I couldn't straighten my leg with the pain of yeah. my groin, and I couldn't fit into the MRI machine because yeah. of my leg. But they brought you down anyway. And I was getting really annoyed. You were getting really kind of mad, as you do. <laughs> and we were getting into the lift, and you said something to me, and I turned to you and I said, Shut up, and don't speak to me like that in front of that man. And that was, there was more speak. I went down into wherever she was getting her scan done, and obviously they couldn't do it, so we came back up. But I, but I could have told them that before they brought me down. But I actually didn't speak the more to her because she had made me so mad. You no, you said to me down there as soon as we get back up there, I'm taking because my cousin Rebecca was on the way up. And yeah. Went, as soon as Rebecca comes, we get back upstairs. I'm packing my stuff. And I'm going back down home. Yeah. I'm not going to be up your future to be treating me like this. I remember we went for a soul dramatic. Yeah, because I used to clean all around her room. Oh yeah, my Lord. And I was yeah her when I walked in and saw like her bed and her locker, I was thinking, oh Lord. So I used to just clean it all like, and we weren't speaking anyway. So I came back up and I went over and sat in the chair and she was sitting on her bed. And I was reading the magazine, and whenever I looked under over the magazine, she's looking over at me, laughing. And she goes, "Are you gone yet?" And <laughs> you do Classic know. Shannon. You do know. I said I have to wait. The doctors want to speak to me, and she said, "All right." And I didn't speak another word. And then the two doctors. Then Rebecca came, and I goes, "You can go now." Yeah. And I was And I said, "I can't go because the doctors want to speak to me." And when the doctors walked in, and they goes. We, myself, I sat in the bed outside Shannon and I remember the doctor saying, um, could you please just come over to the room across the hallway? And I think that, that I looked at you and I was like, oh Jesus, now I was like, this is that. Yeah, and I was thinking in my own mind, why are they bringing us over into a room on our own? Like, why could we just say whatever you say sitting on the bed? Because I was in a room with four other people, but like, 
all along. They were just coming in to help between yeah. and everyone else. They didn't care, but this time they were like, oh. Really? But the last thing on my mind was cancer. I didn't think for one, even when I think back on it, back then, when you were 19, going into that room that day, 100%. Cancer never entered my head. It but you know, never... I was in hospital for two weeks. Yeah. What did you think it was? I taught you, class, when you were very small, well, you were about eight or nine, you picked up this infection on a farm that you got from some animal and you were really, really yeah, sick. I and I remember bringing you up with your dad and with my mum, and you weren't even keeping down looks at sports. And, and Back then, like when you were 19, when you were sick, I actually taught you were actually picking up some kind of a similar bug again. Mm. I like cancer was just the furthest thing from my mind. I didn't think for one minute that that's what they were going to say inside in the room. And the and other two weeks I was in hospital, like, were you ever worried, or were you like, oh, she should be home now, she'll be fine? I got worried the day that the morning that I was going, that you woke up and you were at the top of the stairs and your knees were literally inside in your mouth. You were curled up at the top of the stairs and you were saying, get my dad and I rang your dad. And he brought you to the doctor. And he brought you to the doctor. And the two weeks I was in hospital, were you ever worried? I was and I wasn't because I was thinking, there's an infection there and they can't find it. And that's what they kept saying. And I was thinking, it's probably just a viral thing. She's just after, they put her on a drip and she'll be fine. And, She'll be home again, like, and whatever, whatever. But that day that when I was sitting in the room, it was just, it was just a little, I can still see her face today. Like, you were sitting across I was sitting across the room. There was one doctor sitting outside of me. You were sitting with the other doctor. And I remember looking at the doctor that was sitting outside of me, and he just literally went, obviously people can't see this now, but he just took a deep breath, and he went, he swallowed. And she was like, Right, this is it, I'm going to have to say this. And he said it, and I thought... Because he said her results are back and Shannon has lymphoma, but yeah. I didn't know what it was. And I looked at you, and like, you, you, your, like your face dropped like your jaw was on the floor. And you goes to him, cancer. And I was like, what? Because I, I, like, you know, I didn't know what lymphoma yeah, was. I said, yeah. And you said, cancer. And he said, I'm afraid so. And you had an aspidite. Then I got an aspidite. <laughs> and I actually, the person had to go and help you. And I was going, um, I felt so bad for running out of the room and leaving her there, just getting that news. But it was just, it was my reaction. I And I remember running out, going down the corridor, but everything around me was white. There was no desks. There was no nurses. There was nothing. It was just like I was running and running and running. And I was thinking, did he just say that? And then when I pulled myself together after about 10 minutes, I said, I have to tell her that. I better ring her dad and tell her. And it, that to me was a hard phone call because mm. I'm thinking, how am I going to tell her? That was like the only day that my dad wasn't up in the hospital. Normally he was up yeah, for the 12 hours. He had asked me, like he was saying, you go up in the morning and I'd be up in the evening. And I had rang him at 3 o'clock to say, the doctor's coming in there for, they want to have a talk. And he goes, and he said, oh yeah, 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 he goes, that's probably just giving your results or whatever, like, and I was thinking when I came around, I said, how am I actually going to ring and tell her dad that his daughter has cancer? How am I going to do this, like? And I just said it, but he didn't, he, there was no reply. And then the second person, obviously, I read was my man, and she screamed, I could hear her screaming in the background for David, but within... 
It all happened so fast. And then everyone was just there. I just, yeah, I couldn't believe the mercy was full. They were just after coming. Every single one of them. I actually asked one of them to let go out in the jungle jet. <laughs> they, they were just, just there. There was Chubby, there was. All my uncles, there was Dad and Mary, my nan, Sammy, Vicky. Did they actually Vicky never No, my home? sister and Vicky didn't want yeah. to. Yeah. And. My brother Billy came, but he parked around the corner, and he sat in the car, and he sent for me, and I adored the car to him, and he was sitting in the car, and he was crying, and because he's my older brother, and he remembers my dad, and sorry, and he remembers, obviously, my dad being so sick and we lost him so young and he said sit into the car and he said I'm so so sorry he said um I have no words I'm I'm not accepting this he said she's your child this shouldn't be happening and he said would you just going to tell her I was asking for but I actually can't get out of the car and I can't come in because he was actually for a man like he was breaking his heart inside of the car, and I said, I totally understand, and I get it for me if you don't want to come in and see her. No, he said, I, I'd rather not see her at the moment. He was just going to tell her that I am actually outside the hospital, sitting in the car, and I said, I will, and I went in and I told her. And Chubby was like sitting, my other uncle then was like sitting on the bed, like cradling me, would me go. My brother Dennis was actually like, all my family took it really bad, but. My brother Dennis has a thing for Shannon. He just adores the ground she walks on and he sobbed like a baby. I mean, he cried like... Did Dan and David come to hospital? You see, I don't really remember the hospital because everybody... David did, but Danny didn't. Danny and Meg and they were the both the two that didn't because... They just couldn't handle that. Meg couldn't handle it and she told my mother she didn't want to see me. Oh, so upset. So, and... I remember we were all sitting down in the canteen and you were so upset then eventually the nurses got yeah, you a room I of your own. I don't really remember, like I don't remember even really crying that day because everything happened so fast. You know, when I got diagnosed, you had an asthma attack and the nurse ran up to you and I was like, I was like, is she okay? And they're like, okay, but you just got diagnosed with cancer. I was like, yeah, well, is my mom okay? You know, I was like, yeah, it, I, I didn't really know like what. I and then I remember the priest coming over to me, I was standing along the bridge we call it in the mercy and I was just standing looking out the window and I was thinking is this actually happening in my own mind I was talking to myself like and next minute the priest came over and he saw that I was crying and he said are you okay and I and I was telling him what the news that we just had gotten and he said you know we'd be always here and we'd pop into Shannon and all of this, and then the nurse came down. She goes, Look, we're going to move her out of that room. We're going to give her a room of her own. And I thought, Oh, this is brilliant. She's going to be in a room of her own where she can gather her own thoughts together. And she had a moment on her own with her dad. She, obviously, I was with her when she was diagnosed. And yeah, I did take it bad. Um, I won't lie, I had to go to my doctor. I had to get sleeping tablets. My anxiety was so, so bad because I didn't realize the extent of her. Cancer, I didn't know, was it after spreading? And then they told us it had spread and whatever, but it was treatable. And I always remember the evening that she, that you went over for your pet scan. Yeah. And Shayla said, fingers crossed now, you don't light up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm thinking, 
what do you mean she looked like, like a Christmas tree? And he explained it, and I was... I remember the pants around it. Like, yeah, I was like, and I said, oh, please look like, like a Christmas tree. And I remember going down to the church that night, now I'm not a holy Mary or anything, but I wrote a letter inside of the church, and I actually wrote it to my dad, and he put him into to the box. And I just basically said, Dad, please don't let it spread. Please just let it be where in the one place, and that it's treatable, and she'll come out the other side of this, and that we that you mind her for me and I had a moment in the church of my own and I was crying and I put it into the box and I remember your dad pacing up and down and up and we were waiting because Shane said he was going to be outside Mercy at half seven. Of course today they were sitting outside and Shane's my heart was pumping out my chest of saying he's gonna come please give us the results and I remember me and Shannon's dad going into the room and the three of us were on our own and he was explaining, yes, it has spread, and of course, I was no good. I broke down. I ran out of the room, like, and I, the first person I read to was Martin Coke, and he was standing there, and he said, What is it? What is it? And I said, Martin, it's after spreading. But I remember asking, remember me asking Shames, and she couldn't remember her hair, because she had beautiful, long blonde hair, and I was thinking, She's only 19, like, she's going to go through so much, she's going to lose her hair. And I know at that time, your hair was a big thing, too, yeah. yeah. You were 19, like, who loved your hair. You used to be always playing with your hair upstairs. I actually don't even know how you never set it on fire. You used to be putting curls and straighteners through. You could be an hour, but you could do anything with your hair. Yeah, I did. And I remember that. And I remember coming out of the hospital that evening after being told it had Sprite. And I remember my sister was with me and she put her hand around me. Another moment. <laughs> and she said, I can make you a promise here and now. And I said, what is this? And she said, I'm going to promise you that I will never, ever, ever let that happen to Shannon. And I said, really? She goes, I promise you, we will never let anything happen to Shannon. And it helped in a little way, but it didn't console me that much. I, but I'm kind of like, it's really weird because I'm not the youngest in the family, but I'm kind of like the baby to all. I think it's you see, Shannon, I think it was the fact that I had you and... Like, I'm a single parent even today, and you're grow all grown up, which I wish you and no one never grow up. I'd love to have you down at home now with me, where I can mind you, because I I never did want anyone to be at you or, you know, like just I just wanted to protect you, and even when you be starting your first day at school, I used yeah. to be, you know, it's like it's all ahead of you and Barry as well, like it's oh, a, it's actually a natural feeling being a mother, like, you know, and I just felt like she had, Shannon had a fantastic group of friends around her at the time when she got diagnosed first, yes, I did take it bad first time round, but I don't think I ever told Shannon this, I don't know whether, I don't think I did, I, you, when you came in then, like, in you were after meeting Barry, well, you were pretending, going out for a whole solid week watching DVDs with makeup on with the parents, like, and I'm thinking, why are you all dressed up, ready to go to a nightclub, like, to watch a DVD? <laughs> I'm thinking, she's meeting someone, like, there's something going on, and then she eventually told me she was meeting Barry Smith. I mean, she made-up That's a made-up name. I actually never heard of Barry Smith. I've seen, she's lying, anyway, definitely. But as time went on, like, and you were going out with Barry and you ended up pregnant and yes I did worry throughout your pregnancy because I wanted your pregnancy to go smoothly and and it did thank God but deep down and in the back of my mind I have told one person this story like 
I locked, you were three years in remission. So I locked your cancer away into the back of my head and this is the way, these were my thoughts. I put it in a box, I locked it. But every day I would think, oh Lord, what if she gets back? Oh Lord, what? But then you were four years into remission mm -hmm. and I was saying, geez, this is great. We've one more year to go. And you were all just kind of waiting for the three And I remember last June, sitting up in the garden with two of my friends the month of June, and I said, lads, guess what? I said, September, I said, I'm going to be the drunkest mother in <laughs> uh, in y'all, I said, because Shannon is actually going to be five years cancer-free. She's done. She's finished. And they were saying, I know, it's great, you know, you have a great night. And I said, oh, there'll be big celebrations and the whole lot. But deep down inside, I knew that you were going to get it back. I don't know why. But I just knew I had that feeling. I said, she's going to get it back, even though we were nearly there. Mm. And like you kept things for me last year when I knew you weren't sick. I knew you weren't looking well because I said it to my mom on a few occasions. I said, mom, she doesn't look really well. She's always looking tired. And she's following me off and saying, it's work, man. And you know, now going to two-year-old child, well, she would have been two at the time and Barry was out working and they were literally coming home in the evening at six and having their dinner and that, and then they'd be going to bed, and it was like yeah. up again, go, go, go. And I said to my mother, she's doing too much, she's doing too much. And I remember the morning that you actually did come out, and you were going to Dublin, and you got out of the car, and you said, I have an awful pain in my stomach. And I was saying, do you really have to go to Dublin and make that journey? Yeah. And you were saying, yeah, I really have to, remember, I'm actually driving as far as from my and then I the other girl is swapping yeah. and I spotted the letter in the front seat and I said, were you at the doctor? And you said, oh, I just an infection, you gave me antibiotics and you popped it off. And then the following evening you came out for Roisin on the Thursday to collect her and bring her home, which I thought you were going home up to do the dinner. You never told me you were going up to James Friday. No, I was going to go back the next hour and see because I still didn't know remember. Yeah, but on Paris, oh, sorry, yeah. you were going, which I thought you were coming up to do the dinner. You were actually oh, yeah. dropping Roisin to Sheila and going off. Oh, because I never went to work that day. We didn't go to work that day, but okay. I dropped Roisin down to Yeah, but I just wanted to pretend that we were. Yeah, I didn't know any of that, and I remember because it was the weekend of Vicky's thirtieth, yeah. and we were all going to Cork and to stay overnight. And I wasn't going. No, it was. We were still going. I was going to change a pair of shoes, and I got as far as the council yard, and my phone rang. I always remember text said on the Thursday evening, and it was you, and you said, "Ma'am," and I said, "Yeah, you're alright, Shan." Because I was thinking, why is she ringing me? Should I just left there about four past five? Couldn't figure out why you were ringing me, and you said, Look, I'm actually finding a lump. I'm just after coming out of Shane Riley's office. Um, we just keep it within the family because we don't know whether it's cancerous or not. And I knew, even though we had no results back or anything, there was no biopsy done. I just knew deep down inside, yes, we're back. We're back to square one again, and I literally turned, I was roaring, crying, going out the road, went straight home came in the door, poor Noel didn't know what was going on, I just left a roar out and I was, Noel, come down the stairs, quick, and he came down and he was standing in the stairs and I'll always remember, I said, Noel, it's the Shannon's just after ringing me, she's just after coming out of Seamus Riley's office, There's she's after finding a lump in her groin and I remember the poor, he just fell 
down on the two steps of the stairs and he looked at me and he goes, are you really serious, ma'am? And I said, I am, Noel. And I remember he did he did come over and he hugged me and he goes, she'll be all right. Oh, and I said, look, we have to keep it now, Noel. I said, between <clears throat> us till she gets the proper results and whatever, whatever. And we waited and unfortunately, yes, it was back. And do you remember the day, the, the second diagnosis date? We'd say I do know? because I was minding Roisin and you were waiting for results. And I remember Barry sitting alongside me in the sitting room. You had gone up to use my toilet and your phone rang and you looked at me and you said, Marie, that's an 021 number. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's what it was. And you went out to my kitchen and I could hear you saying, Yeah, 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 yeah. I get her there now for you. She said, yeah, yeah. And then you ran upstairs to me. And you walked, went into my bedroom yeah. and I was downstairs playing with Roisin. It felt like you were a hundred years inside my bedroom. I said, will they ever come out of my bedroom? And I could hear the voices, but I actually heard you say, I actually heard Shannon saying, no, I won't come up at all. You can tell me over the phone. <laughs> and I remember standing in the hall with the bedroom door opening and the first person to walk downstairs was Shannon. And she was walking down the stairs. And I couldn't look at you. you. Well, you did. And I just looked at you and you looked at me and you just literally nodded your head. Mm. Yes. You didn't say the words. You just went. And I said, right, say nothing. There's a little girl inside of me. I can't react till she's actually gone. And I remember Shannon literally going straight for Roisin. It was... The hardest thing to look at that my my daughter was diagnosed for the second time, but this time round there was a little girl involved who was only two years of age at the time. Shannon is crying up on top of her daughter. Barry's grabbed the child, took her away out of the whole situation, brought her up to his mother's. Me and Shannon had five, ten minutes on her own like that again. I don't know where they all came from, but they just all <laughs> flew to my house again. Because we just stood and hugged him. Because it was no... I, I, I You got really angry because I hugged you so much and I was kept saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But my biggest fear that day had come true for the second time. That shouldn't have even happened the first time. But your dad came in the door literally ten minutes and I remember sitting at the chair and you looked over at your father and you said, Dad, who who in the F gets cancer twice? <laughs> they, they were your exact words. And I remember your dad just looking up and he goes, he, like, first he didn't know what to say. And he goes, I really don't know, Shannon. And then ye had your moment. And then before I knew it, all my family were out. and Bar But Barry was back before any of the family came out, remember? Yeah, Barry came back out after dropping Roisin. Not you're wiping your eyes, but you're wearing sunglasses. I know, but there's something shining on my sunglasses. I'm wearing sunglasses, guys. Do the a podcast, and yeah, because Barry came back then from dropping Roisin, and we had like a little moment in the kitchen. Remember, yeah, like me and Barry were crying into each other's arms, and you and my dad were just sitting there, and yeah, and then I just the house just filled up within the space for half an hour, and I just sat in the sitting room, and I just sat in the corner of the couch, and I just. I could. I actually couldn't stop crying. Mm. I was still. She got the news at three o'clock that day, and I was still crying at eleven o'clock that night. I was climbing the walls. I didn't really sleep that much, and then when I nodded off, and when I woke up the following morning for a few seconds, when you wake, you think, "No, that was a dream. That didn't happen at all." And then it reality kicks in. 
yes, this is happening again for the second time. Mm -hmm. And then the hardest part of it, like it was hard the first time when you were diagnosed, no doubt about it, because you were so young. Mm -hmm. But the second time had a big impact on me because I think when you sat down and you said there was a plan in place this time that St. James's was going to be involved. And yeah. we see, we had none of that the last time. It was just came on. It was just came on, yeah, yeah. come home and whatever, whatever. And But this time you were, you were going away to Dublin for nearly almost a month, leaving your own little child, you, you know, and knowing that she was going to be well looked after between me and Sheila and that. And that's where I came in mm. looking after O'Sheen yeah. because you needed me to be there for O'Sheen. But when you were up in Dublin, like, I cried every night because I'm thinking she's up in a room. Now, I did get up to see you once, mm. but it actually broke me leaving that room. It, I just found it very hard walking away from you. And I had said that to Barry that, like, and when you had been up, I had been good, you know, like, I, I wasn't very sick. So, like, we remember we went out for, like, lunch yeah. and stuff, like, in the hospital. But, like, I remember then me and Barry were talking when I was really, really sick and I was in the bed and I was, like, just in and out to the toilet. There was one day where I was like, Barry, I don't, I don't want my mom. You were due to come up that weekend. Yeah. I was like, Barry, I don't want my mom to come up. Like, I was like, I just don't want her to see me like this. And he was, like... You were like, sure, I can't stop your mom. She's your mom and she wants to come up. And I was like, please just. Like, I just used to be fascinated at you, looking at you in the bed, like, and looking at what was being pumped into you, pure poison to make you better. And you just, you got on, like, you got on with it. There's other people who just curl up in a ball and give up, but you never did. You fought the first time, maybe because you were 19. The second time, you fought for Barry and Roisin. It was different. You were fighting because you were a family, and mm -hmm. um, you're so you're you're a great little family. Like, do you know what I mean? And Barry was up and down that road, and I often said to my man, Barry makes it so easy for me, man. I said I miss her. I know she's going through whatever. I said she must be really, really sick, and she's really missing Roisin. But I said I can honestly put my head on my pillow every night knowing that Barry was there 100%, like, and the way he looked after you, like, my God, like, I I will always, I, I can't even repay you for what you've done for my daughter. Like, you just, there was, there's no other boy or man on this planet would do what <laughs> Barry Smith done for Shannon. Like, no, no way. And I was there for her stem cell, which the day she was getting her new immune system. And I was proud to be sitting there and I was fascinated. They were taking it out. It was all frozen. <laughs> they were frozen. I was thinking to myself, this is like, you know, I couldn't believe the things that they could do. But yeah. all I really wanted was for Shannon to get home, go back to some bit of normality, be home for Christmas, be with Barry and be with Roisin and have that time. And, you know, we were all excited to get her home. But I cried every single night. I ticked my calendar Every single day, I put a love heart, and I'd have your name, Shannon, day one, Shannon Love Heart, day two, and I was counting down the days. And it's funny because my neighbour next door, I was out in the back one night, and I was sobbing like the ray. I was so so upset, and I was crying away. And he came out to the wall the following day to me because he's Armenian, like me. He goes, Marie, you cry so long last night <laughs> out the back on your own. Are you God, okay? Him, did he? Yeah, because he said. I always hear you cry every night. And I think, will I go check on you? And then I think, no. I leave her alone. And I said, I think it's best that you would leave me on my own because that's that was my way worse. of dealing yeah, with it. Yeah. Like, you know. But like, isn't it mad now looking back? Like, it's over. 
it's over, it's done with. And like I say, five years ago, I put it in a box and I locked it into the back of my head. And I remember... I don't think you should put it in a box. I think you should well, talk. I think you handled it really well, though. Yeah, you did. Like, I spoke to one of the girls that work in Murphy's and in Murphy's Chemist, the girls inside there are just... They're, they're so, so, so nice. Like, mm. And when Shannon was sick, like... And everything, and when I come in, they were absolutely brilliant to yeah, you. But when I come in to collect my medication, like they would be, like one girl in particular would call me over and she'd say, "How are you doing?" And and I'd be telling her like, and I'd say, first five years, you know." And I locked it away in the back of my head, and I said, "I can't believe I'm in the same position again." Like poor Shannon is going through. Why? Like the, the question I used to ask every day: Why? Mm. Because Shannon was a good girl growing up. She didn't bring any trouble ever to my door. She'd done typical teenage things like every teenager would do, but nothing major. She, at 13 years of age, she gave up a whole summer to go over and sit with the people in the old folks' home, play bingo with them, read to them, play cards with them, make them tea, take them for, wheel them around out in the garden. Literally all voluntary. Like for a 13-year-old to give up a summer where all the rest of them... Did you not? No, I never Yeah. I, like, all her friends would be going out the beach, doing this, doing that. But my Shannon would get up over into the old folks' home. Now, when the three months were up, they obviously gave her a little gift and a card to say thank you for your three months. Like, she went back to school and she was very, very good in school. I actually don't know where she gets her brains from because she doesn't get them from her mama. <laughs> so it definitely must be coming from Papa because she doesn't get them from me. But, like... I never had to call her for school. She would be up, ready, gone, go. Shannon come home. She'd have her dinner. She never laid around watching telly. I'd look. She'd gone out the door with a hurley and a slitter. She'd go on training. She'd come home. She'd have a shower and she'd literally go meet her friends for an hour or two. Then she'd come home. She'd be studying and she'd go into her dad studying. And she was always, you know, <coughs> and I thought, like, she finished her school. yes. She tried college twice. Unfortunately, she never got there. All right, I'll leave that one going. (laughs) She never really got there, but obviously there was a reason for that because then she landed herself. I was so proud the day she got that job up in Leah Healthcare. Like, I used to be going around with two heads telling everyone, my daughter works. No, tell them where you used to say. My daughter now works up at Leila Healthcare. Oh yeah, Leila Healthcare. <laughs> I was like, ma'am, it's Leila. She'd be like, yeah, Leila. And then when the ad would come on the telly, like if someone was sitting in my sitting room, I said, that's where Shannon works like. And then if I was on the CIE bus with someone and I'd be yapping away to me, we'd be passing the building, coming into Cork, I'd say, my daughter works there, you know, in that place, Leila Healthcare. I was so proud that you had your, and it was like you had everything. You just, you just met the best fella in the world. You gave, me the, you gave me the greatest gift of a beautiful granddaughter. You have a beautiful daughter. You have a beautiful home. You had your jobs and you went out and worked. It was worked. just a bit too good to be true, wasn't and it? Just no, it's just like, like me and Sheila were in a routine and Sheila would often meet me and say, isn't it great? You have her three days and I have her two days. Next week then you'll have her two. And the way we used to swap it around when we were in a routine, yeah, I was just... getting out more because obviously I'm not ashamed to say it where I would have years ago. I do, unfortunately, suffer with my mental health. But when I was in this routine, I wasn't in a dark hole because I was minding Roisin three days a week. It was I was giving out. you something to yeah, get up Yeah, I had something to get up for and blah, blah, blah with it. And I got on with it. And everything was just going so, so smoothly until 
the 17th of July last year. And well, it was I just... do think, can I just say, like, I mean, very often said this, like, for somebody, because you did just say, like, you obviously, like, do suffer with your mental health and stuff. But for somebody that does, like, you did handle it very really well. well. yeah. Like, we were, excuse me. That was the thing I was afraid of, how you were going to take it the second time. Because obviously I wasn't there the first time, so I didn't see it firsthand. But I was actually worried for you, how you were going to deal with it the second time. Yeah, well, like, it did impact me really bad. And it's still, like, if I was downtown, I would say tomorrow, and someone came up and said to me, how's Shannon doing, you know? I would, like, really get upset because I don't, like, I always refer it. I always refer it to the C word. I mm. actually never use the proper word. Yeah. I avoid all programs on television that has anything to do with it. Just anything that would trigger it. Like, yeah, because I just don't like, I think about it every day, but then once I had my little thing during the day, I lock, I put it away then again mm. for a while. But when I went to my own doctor and I said, I cried like inside in her office and I said, why is that? Why like? And she was saying, I know it must be tough. She's your daughter. You brought her into this world. Yes, I did. I said I didn't bring her into this world to be, you know, sick for the her. She should be enjoying life now, like, you know, getting on with life and whatever. But I think what it was is because I knew she had Barry. I just think it made it way. It wasn't easier by no means. I had loads you of sleepless were, you nights. You knew that, like, I was being looked after. Yeah, I knew he was doing those journeys up and down to Dublin. The day that he came in and gave me the option to go up and see you, like Barry's very headstrong and he never stopped me from going up to see my daughter. But when he walked out of the sitting room that day and explained it to me, I was thinking, you know what? He actually is making sense because I remember his words. He came in and goes, I've no problem. You can come to Dublin with me now. You can come up and see her. She is in a very bad way. He told me that like she was practically not even moving in the bed. Her eyes weren't even open. He said, Marie, it's like she's lifeless. And he said, when she was like that, I remember you telling me, Barry, yourself, that you cried. Mm -hmm. But Shannon didn't see you crying. And you said, no problem. Come with me. If you think you can handle it and walk into that room and sit in that room for six to eight hours looking at her like that, you're more than welcome to come up if you think you can hold it together. But you cannot walk into that room and break down because obviously I wouldn't be doing you any favours. And I was saying to Barry, like, being a tough woman, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. No bother. <laughs> I'll go in there and I'll sit with her for eight hours without shedding a tear. Barry knew deep down inside I was never going to do that. Like, this the first night I had to walk away from you. Yeah. I literally was out taking off my mask and my gloves and the tears were coming down. I had a pain in my heart and I was saying, mm. how am I walking away from her? Like, it's just, you know. Yeah, and I, I had said that I didn't really want you coming up because I just felt like it would have been too hard on you, but... But I felt I was doing something better than for you and Barry. I had Roisin. And we knew she was safe and, you know, you were spoiling her and she probably wasn't even looking for me. Yeah, like, you know, she kept me going. I didn't think about Shannon being, obviously... What was actually going on? Yeah, but when Roisin would have to, you know, when Barry come home then after being with Shannon for a few days and take Roisin away, then it would hit me. Then I'd get bad. And, of course... The first person I always ring is my mother. Like, I I tell my mother absolutely everything. I can tell her anything. And we spent hours on the phone talking about, you know, Shannon. And I remember being in a very, very lonely place for the three weeks you were gone to Dublin. Mm. I said to my mum, I think I would cope with it better if I knew she was only up in Cork. Mm. Yeah, but it was just so far. But I said, she's in Dublin. And it was, it was hard, like, because, to be honest with you, even though my family were there, if I needed them, but... 
when I didn't have Roisin and when you were in hospital so sick, like, and Noel was out at work. You're on your own at home. I was on my own at home, so I had loads of time to think. Mm-hmm. And I had loads of time to cry. Like, my neighbour heard me. He yeah. was, like, you know, he heard me nearly every night out my back garden, crying on my own. Like, I would literally just cry, and my appetite went. I couldn't... I felt guilty if I ate. Mm. Because I'm thinking, she's fighting cancer for the second time. I shouldn't be eating, like... Mm. Do you know, it, it's weird... As a mother, you're looking at your child, like, because I still class her as a child, even though she's 25 years of age, like, I'd still, she's still my child at the end of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. I brought her into this world. I reared her. I done the, I brought her as far as I could. And to be honest with you, I don't think I've done a bad job with my two children. No, as I they turned out, like, she have a fantastic brother, like, you know, and Shannon and Noel, they do have a good brother and sister relationship yeah, I can honestly say like even when they were younger they we wouldn't fight thought, no yeah. and now that they're older like we're like he really just friends, he like. loves her like you know and he would never tell me he loved me then, but like, like it's weird because he come in from work there now all the time like but more so the second time that you've gotten sick like even last week he'd come in do you hear that from Shan today yeah and I'd say uh, she texts there this morning, all right? Oh, that's she's all right, so is she? Yeah, he would. You know? he would be like that. And even like last week when we got the dog, like we didn't know, and he went into Tesco, bought the dog like a bone and yeah, a little ball, yeah. and came up to the back garden and was like, "Oh, I just got these for Charlie." Like he's he's one of my best friends. Like, but we'd ne- like, yeah, we'd never. But I see him. you around him, Shan, and you're just like he you is. can tell like be, be, like you don't even have to have a conversation and I know you love the bones and all yeah we just we, like he makes me laugh so much he's like. just so funny like and, <laughs> and he's a really good uncle as well like he's yeah, Roisin's only Roisin, uncle yeah. and he's brilliant with her like, like he I, feel, I, I don't know what I'm going to do when I when he takes off on his little adventure he has a thing for the water and that like and obviously I think he's almost in the navy and I'm definitely going to be on my own like when Noel goes like because I still miss Shannon out of my house yeah, I still like. Even she can take she... her back. Does not. <laughs> oh no, no, Barry, you have her now, and she's all yours. It was a lovely little gift I gave you, so she you can keep yeah. her now. But no, do you know what? I think the last couple of years has just brought us really close, and oh, me and you were like raving, like we were like waving a red flag to a bull, like we yeah, were, we were, couldn't be around each no, other. Like it was like me and my man when I lived at home. Mm. Me and my man fought constantly, and when I moved out. That's when the difference. Yeah. Me and my man. And I think that was the same. Like when I lived at home, and I just like you used to drive me bananas because yeah, you used you to do used me. To drive me bananas. No, but you used to. You actually did things that would that <laughs> you knew that would annoy really you because you were me. doing things that were annoying me. So. But the funniest thing is, your like your man in this house. Your man is out in her house, and like the things you give out about your man doing, I you do, do the exact same thing. So. Yeah. Like I would have a meltdown now. Like. If Shannon came in after school and said, oh, like she had this fascination about going baking cakes when she was she living at home. She loved that fascination. And I'd say, Oh Lord, it's going to be like a bomb site in here. There's going to be flour. There's going to, she's going to make a yeah. mess. She's going to do this. She's going to do that. And I just used to literally leave her off. But she she baked the cake like and she'd walk away and she She still does the exact same thing. And she, oh, Shannon, Shannon's idea of tidying is moving everything into the sink. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not on the counter, so it's tidy. 
Yeah, and do you know that we have a dishwasher as well? You know that, don't you? Yeah, back I emptied when, it this morning. But when you were living with me... <laughs> I filled it yesterday. Sorry, ma'am. We're just having a bit of a debate. Yeah, but when you were living with me, I didn't have a dishwasher. My dishwasher was my two hands. Yeah, but you like doing that. Anyway, ma'am, do you know what? It's been fantastic. <laughs> no, seriously, though, it was because... We oh have God. to end on a good note. We have to end on a good note. So I just want to say thanks for everything. No and bother. You're a fantastic mother and you're an amazing grandmother. We're very lucky to have you. You do everything for us, even now. I still feel like I'm a baby sometimes when you come up. No, you'll it. still always be my baby and I'll still be there 100% for you. No matter what I can do for you, I'll do. Thanks, man. And we appreciate more you, so for Roisin. We do appreciate you. And thanks for and coming on. I'm gutted that we are not going to Westlife. Oh, I know. Because there was actually a few questions or a few people wrote in saying um, your mum's reaction to Westlife was brilliant. Are you gutted you're not going? Well, we will. Like, we'll get oh, there. I was buying new runners, ripped jeans, Westlife t-shirt. I was <laughs> going all out. And I was going to be bouncing for the night and I was going to make sure I was going to get up on that stage with the four August boys. August 2021. Those four boys better watch out. So four yeah. boys, if you're listening, get me on that stage. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.